This is a podcast about our lived experience, which unfortunately includes infant death and subsequent mental health struggles. Please take good care of yourself and only listen if this content feels safe for you right now. We'll still be here when you're ready. Hi, I'm Judith. And I'm Alina. We both lost babies to SIDS in winter 2021. In the throes of grief, I reached out to a stranger on the internet and our friendship was born. In the years since, we've been working hard to survive, rebuild, and navigate the continual challenges that have come our way, including divorce, job loss, dating while bereaved, moving multiple times, health scares, pregnancy and parenting a living child, starting new jobs, and so much more. We are tired. Happily Ever After is out of the question for us, but this podcast documents our journeys to happier ever after because we believe life after loss is worth living. So join us as we laugh, cry, cry until we laugh. <laughs> Welcome to As Long As I'm Living podcast. We're so glad you're here. I just joined the recording and it's just an empty chair. Judith is just an empty chair. <laughs> there she is. I'm just going to turn on a candle. Okay. I have a candle lit too. How nice. Oh, she's not talking what to me. Oh, no, you are talking to me. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, okay. You gave me this one. It's eucalyptus rose. Yeah, it was supposed to honor all the eucalyptus and roses you did for our wedding. Oh my god, that's the cutest thoughtful gift. I have oh. sandalwood and jasmine here. Perfect. Okay, here we go. It's a candle vibe. Candle vibes. Ah, and I have to get my Zoloft. Hold on. Is this the most bereaved thing ever? Oh. Zoloft and candles. <laughs> my Zoloft is in my system. I need to brush my teeth. Will you remind me at the end of this call to brush my teeth? Yes, I will. Okay. I haven't brushed my teeth or washed my face yet today. So I had um, these calls with these new employees at my company, like to welcome them. And I forgot how exhausting small talk can be sometimes. I mean, like... Maybe just one of them was really boring. It's hard to know. Did you ta- have to talk about your dead kid? Do people ask no, you? No, you have kids? No. no, I just spoke to them about what were you doing before? Where do you live? Oh, Wilmington, oh, yeah. North Carolina. North Carolina is my most beautiful eastern state. And then this <laughs> we didn't really have that much to talk about. So then I was like, oh, North Carolina, my favorite eastern state. And I was like, let's talk about our favorite states on the East Coast. Oh, my God, Judith, your small dog needs work. I know I was so bored. I, I felt like I I felt like she wasn't giving me a lot to work with. Um, okay, here we are. Okay, quick life update. Let's see what do we have going on. You're planning Aiden's third birthday party right I'm now. Planning Aiden's third birthday party, and I just you? was looking into. By the way, this is the first time you've seen my haircut. I know I, it's a little blurry on your camera, but it's honestly it looks cute. Is it bad? It's getting better. It's you growing. have it half up. So I had it half off. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's getting better. I'm growing into it now. So here's the thing that I feel about hair. Okay. You'll notice today my hair is blow dried, which it never has been in the entire time that you've known me. Here's what my hair looks like right now. Right? Looks pretty good. Yeah. I told myself yesterday, no, like two or three days ago, I've been feeling so bad about myself recently, just like mental health wise, mood wise. Like my body is still recovering physically from the IVF cycle. So I'm like, I'm holding on to a couple pounds. I would like to not have my skin is broken out from the IVF cycle. Like I just feel like shit in general. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know, what's in control? My hair. <laughs> so oh. I blow dried my hair and I genuinely feel better about myself. Your hair does look nice. But why are you so blurry? I don't know why I can't see your beautiful Well, hair. you're blurry to me. But I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. 
Um, you but know, you got a bad haircut, and I do feel like when I, I mean, I don't know that it's bad. You're saying it's bad, but yeah. like, I if I if my hair looks bad, like I might as well just go to bed. Like I, I feel like shit. Really, about, I didn't realize yeah. you were so connected. It's not even. Well, it's not my hair. It's not exclusively mm-hmm. my hair, but like, if in general, like my husband always says, like, feel good to look good, look good to feel good. Like, I do think it affects, like. When your body, when you feel like your body looks good, I feel like my mood is better. And when I feel like my body looks bad, my mood is worse. Like, I, and I don't know which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Like, but I do feel like that's true. So do you but feel like having a bad haircut is affecting your mood? <laughs> no, maybe it's the dead kid that's affecting yeah, your mood. It's not helping. Um, it's not helping. I have had a rough, I actually like this. Yeah, I like this little floofy. What I'm going to say is going to sound very deranged, but I was watching TikTok the other day and this woman popped up and she's like, hi. I am in my 80s and I just want you to know, here's what I wish I would have told myself in my 20s and 30s if I could go back in time. And she was like, don't worry. She's like, stop worrying about all this dumb shit. Most of it is not going to happen. And even the stuff that does happen, you'll figure it out. She's like, you're not, when you're 85, you are not going to be thinking about this problem that you're struggling with right now. Now, I actually do think when it comes to dead babies, that's not the case. But I think like in general, like the general life stuff, that I'm struggling with in the aftermath of the loss. So I, I subscribe to Nora McInerney's emails. That's she's the host of terrible. Thanks for asking. And what she said in her email this week is she's like, when I'm feeling anxious and stressed about stuff, I, someone told me once and it stuck with, she said that someone told her once and it stuck with her that things are either going to get better or they're going to get worse. And either way, worrying in the present is not going to make either of those things get better. I, I, I just feel like I don't want to worry about it so much. So that's been helpful to, for me to have just kind of like um, that perspective. And another thing that's been an update is that I've been meditating and I do Ooh. a 10 minute anxiety meditation in the morning. And I actually have found it to be really helpful. And Alina, I'll send it to you to link in the notes, but um, yeah, I found it to be do. very helpful. So that's my update. What about you, Alina? I um I've been meditating now. Do you, we haven't we don't really talk about this, but I've been meditating now every day for a year, and it has been really helpful. Now I'm also a disaster, so I'm not going to say it's fixed everything. Oh, I didn't know that. I wasn't able to meditate for a long time after Quinn died because I was really, 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 really triggered by the like breathing, like you're breathing, you're alive, like blah 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 blah. Because like for me, it was like, oh well, my son's dead. I didn't know that. When do you meditate? Um, I meditate usually right before bed, but also sometimes in the morning and sometimes just randomly. But when do you meditate? I never hear you meditate. Why would you hear me meditate? We don't live together. But what would I do? I would text you and say, I'm about to meditate. <laughs> I have this app. It's called 10% Happier. And Alina, you are so cutting in and out that I, I really can't even hear your full sentences. I'm very far away from the internet provider thingy, modem. But I have a I have a router, like an extender. Alina, don't move. I'll just go downstairs. Watch, watch this. Watch this. Watch, watch. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix the problem. We're going downstairs, okay? Okay, here we go. Okay, problem solved. We've solved the problem. Let's get started. Good thing I lit a candle in my office. Is this better? I I I don't know that it's better. Judith, I, I'm tired. Everything is bad. Well, you've been in a dark spot for a while. Like, I feel like you've been in a dark spot for a few weeks, and I've been in a dark spot for a few weeks, and we've had a bumpy ride these tests. You know, to be honest, I don't, I think there were a few months over the summer where we were both doing really well, like before your IVF cycle when you were planning the wedding, and 
It was some good months there. I would say probably for me, it was like May, May, June, July, and August. I would say it were like fairly probably the best. And then September and October were really hard again. Um, I don't know if you wanted to give some sort of like an update on your IVF thing, because I just feel like I got good news. You should share that. We did get good news. So at the end of the last episode, I threw in a little like, hello, that said um, that nine of the 14 eggs we had retrieved fertilized, which is like absolutely incredible. And then the update to the update is that all of the fertilized eggs made it to blastocyst. Out of control. Such good news. Can't even believe so it. How Holy many shit. Good embryos do you have? So we have in total, we have eleven embryos. Um, I would say five or six of which I don't remember the exact numbers, five or six of which are like a good grade of embryo. Um and then all of them, all 11 are getting sent um, for genetic testing. So I don't know how many of those 11 are euploid, which means they have the right number of chromosomes. And I don't know how many are affected or unaffected by the gene. So I feel pretty confident we're going to get an embryo to transfer, I hope, that has um, that is chromosomally normal and doesn't have the, the cardiac gene that I have. Um, but I don't know for sure yet. I won't know until the end of November. So... That's this is my oh. last update for a while. That's a good update. Really good update. I am hopeful things maybe I don't know. I the lady on TikTok said not to worry, so that's my game plan. And I'm meditating and I'm I'm painting again, which is really good for me. I've increased my meds. I'm in therapy now. There's something what? wrong with my Wi Fi. Something's mm-hmm. wrong with your Wi Fi. It's not my Wi Fi, it's your Wi Fi. Okay, hold on. Let me go just pause for a second. Let me go try to fucking figure out my, let me restart my internet router. Please pause. Oh my God. What a complete and total shit show. Wait, I know you're here, but I don't see you. Hold on. I hear you, but I don't see you. Where are you? I have to say that I have been, oh, here you are. I have been on, oh, I see you much better. It's much clearer now. Yeah, this is much better. This is like mind-blowingly different. Okay, I'm going to go back to my office because the Wi-Fi situation has been resolved and um, <laughs> I've got a candle going. Um, okay, so what I was going to say was that, we, I don't know if we have to, so let's just start again. Okay, updates with me are that I've been meditating. I've been painting again. I'm trying to find my joy in life again because I've been having such a rough time since like mid-August that I feel like I just lost my way. And there were a few weeks where I just feel like I couldn't find joy in anything. Like I was going outside and I was looking at the beautiful fall leaves and I felt nothing. I just felt so numb inside. I was so shut down that I've been trying to find my joy again. So for me, that looks like I'm trying to exercise more. I'm trying to paint. I've been lighting candles. I've been meditating. I've been trying to see friends socially like inviting people out for coffee. Um, because for me, I it's easy for me to get so absorbed in the challenges of my life that I can't focus on anything else. So I'm trying. I also increased my Zoloft and I am doing lots and lots of therapy. So that is my effort. That's my update. I have no update other than that. <laughs> but how is that possible? I feel like life is like so crazy 
But it's like it's almost like not even worth talking about because this podcast is like we talk every single week. And if I go back to like an old episode and I'm like, oh, what was going on with me there? I'm like, whoa, that was bad. <laughs> I know. And then like six months later, I forget how bad it was. Yeah. And then there was a whole new crop of bad shit going on. Well, I, I struggle with this idea because I don't know if I've lost sight of what bad even is anymore. Yes. Like, I think if I would have one day in my current life, in my life before loss, I'd be like devastated. A hundred percent. Judith, I think that all the time. Like if I were to wake up on a good day today, like yeah. if I were to wake up in what is as a current Alina thinks is a good day. If five years ago, Alina woke up in that body on that day, she'd be like, what the fuck? This is yeah. unbearable. And that's yeah. a good day. Yes. No, I, I really believe that. I do too. I've lost complete sight of what normal is and what bad is. I was talking to my dad on Friday and I told you this, but my dad was like concerned that I was having a hard time. And I, and my sister called me and she's like, I heard, you know, that our dad was really concerned about you. She's like, did you say like, did something happen on Friday? I spoke to you. She's like, it seemed like bad, but just your normal bad. Like, (laughs) which I thought was so funny. She was like, why is he so concerned? You're always this bad, (laughs) which I thought was funny. It made me laugh that, uh, that my family like has a new metric of like what good is like bad is just standard. So here's here's where I feel like I am in my life. And I said this to like my husband, I said it to my therapist, like I am so sick of working on myself. I feel like I am doing so much stuff and I'm tired. Like I feel like every action I take in my life, I'm like, I wonder what motivated that behind the scenes or like I like have a meltdown, a spiral meltdown. And I do this whole thing where I'm like, oh, what triggered that meltdown? And then I'm like, you know what, Alina? I go like one step further and I'm like, it doesn't matter what triggered it. Just feel your feelings. And I like my head is like just this like spinning vortex of therapy talk. And I just want to like there are human beings on this earth who don't walk around doing all of this stuff. And I like want to be one of them. I'm so jealous. Like I just want to be ignorant and just live my life. I heard this thing from Pete Davidson where he said, I wake up every morning depressed. And then he's like, but I know now that I, that like I have to work my way out of it. And like there are actions that I can do to get me to baseline, not depressed. And he's like, but I wake up every morning depressed. And I kind of feel like that's how I am. I don't feel like I wake up every morning depressed, but I wake up every morning and I know my life is hard. But then I, by the middle of the day, I'm like, I've, I've done the therapy in my mind. I've walked, I've done the meditation and I'm like, Oh, this is a manageable day. But like, if I just, if I didn't do all that, like every day would be a very, very hard day. A living hell. I do feel like I wake up and I'm like, what fresh hell is coming for me today? Like, and it could be, it's going to be a brand new hell because every day is hard. But the, but the difference is I think before when that would have crippled us, now we've been through so much that we're like, okay, so we must put on our candle, put on our work boots, put on our new perspective. (laughs) What angles can we do? Like, you know, like I had, I actually had an experience this morning that I almost posted about on Instagram and then I had a meeting, so I didn't have time, but the, the, it was such a like sign that this is my new normal. I got an email from Vanguard from my son's 529 provider. And for those of you who are outside the United States, a 529 is a tax advantaged college savings account that I set up in Quinn's name when he was alive. I got this email saying like updates to your son's 529 plan. I have also. And that would have put me on the floor. Yeah. For sure. Before. We get those updates too. We just left it. There's $2,500. Yeah. I just have this like this 529 for this dead kid. And at some point I'll transfer it to a, you know, a new living kid, hopefully. But 
I got this email and I was like, oh, whatever, delete. Like that would have completely crippled me before. Yeah. Crippled me that I got yeah. this email about what my life used to be, what his life should have been, all yeah. of this stuff, right? And then today I'm just like, whatever, like delete. Like that's just the it, life is an assault. It like just keeps coming. But you <laughs> can also say to that that speaks to your your growth and your resilience. And like it's it's hard when people say like you're so strong, and then I say like I'm not strong, like. I didn't like, I wasn't born with this. It's a muscle that I exercise. So life keeps getting harder, but I keep getting stronger. And so it's like, I feel like it doesn't cripple me as much as it did, but the reality is still very, very challenging. Um, I was talking to a friend who's newly pregnant recently, and she was saying that she has like no symptoms. She's feeling great. And her husband's like, well, I guess we should just have a lot of babies because you're so good at this. Like you're so (sighs) good. And I, uh, and like, that's a comment that would have hurt me so much because I could have, I would like, I want to like shake them and be like, you think it's that simple? Like you think you just like want, and then you can get like, you're so naive to the realities that life can be difficult. But instead I was just like laughing and I was like, let's see how you feel. You know, like, let's see how that goes. <laughs> like in my head, like I was able to register as that a painful triggering comment and then work through the, the triggering process in real time, in real time. That's what I would say. Yeah. Like it didn't not hurt. It hurt, but I was able to work through the entire process, like within a minute or two, instead of within a day or two. And I feel like that's kind of what I see as the difference. Like I can have these incredibly painful moments and I can manage them and continue on with my day. So, um, I actually feel like that even like reminds me of the conversation you and I had yesterday. I got this email from many of, you know, I've posted about on Instagram. I have this ring that I had made when Quinn first died. Literally, I think I ordered it like two days after his death. Um, The center stone is breast milk and it has some of his ashes in it. And I got this email randomly a couple of weeks ago from the person I ordered it from saying that she still had a bag of the breast milk and that it was going to be discarded on November 30th. And I was like, oh, my God. I called Judith and I was like, what should I do about this breast milk? Like, should I call her and ask her to get it back? Like, it felt like something connecting me to Quinn, but I also like didn't want it back. Like, it felt like I was being an irresponsible bereaved parent if I didn't get it back because it was something of Quinn's that I feel like I should like keep in my little nest of his things. But I was like, what am I going to do with it? Like, just put it in my fucking freezer like forever. Like, I'm never going to do anything with it. And so I was like hemming and hawing about whether I wanted to go ask this woman for this breast milk. You and I came to the conclusion that I was going to ask her for the breast milk back. And then I went and I opened the email and I had misread it and it was going to be discarded on November 3rd. So by the time I got around to reading it. And how did you feel when that happened? Can I be honest? I actually felt relieved because like I didn't really want the breast milk back, but I felt like I should want the breast milk back. And so even though I'll be honest, she probably hasn't actually discarded it. It's only been a couple of days since that email. Like I'm sure she like gives it a week or whatever past the deadline. Like I'm like, you know what? The universe decided that I'm not getting that milk back and yeah. that's okay. And that's something I could not have done in the beginning. There's no way. It's strength. It's just that life keeps being hard. Why is it so hard? I don't know. We got unlucky. To all of our wonderful new friends, we want to hear from you. Email us at as long as I'm living podcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at as long as I'm living podcast. We'll get back to you as soon as our grieving brains allow. Yay.